Messi. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Just when you think he's done everything, he comes up with something even more special. Nani. Hello everyone and welcome to Soccer Card Collective episode, where are we? We're at episode four now. Good stuff, guys. Four. Uh, Daniel, otherwise known as Azuro underscore cards. We've got Mars Sports, which is Luke, and the muscles from Brussels himself down the bottom there. It's uh, <laughs> Card Hour or Vincent. How are you guys? After that introduction, I'm great, man. I don't, I don't, I don't like the way we've set this up. Luke is supposed to be on the bottom here. Let me just fix this up for a sec. All right, is it? There we yeah. go. That's a yeah, bit better. That's a bit better. Start from the bottom now. I'm here, man. I know exactly. I've been demoted <laughs> to bottom row. It's all good. <laughs> no, no, you're in, man. You've got the whole bottom for exactly, just for yeah. you. You know, there's no one to the side or anything. It's 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 a good spot to be at. The source is here. And uh, boys. I say this every week and it just feels like so much time has passed since the last time we've had a chat and I just cannot believe what's gone on this last week, how it's developed, how quickly it's developed, how many emotions have gone on through. I've just sat back with my popcorn being a Juventus fan. Exactly, exactly. It was a, it was a roller coaster of ride. Um, how'd you guys find it before we... Uh, go straight into some, was, some it, was a he- it was a hectic week from you know champions league draw to the whole ronaldo saga <laughs> what did he you know dead at one stage then they loved him again and yeah it was just a crazy week and then the football on the weekend as well was pretty good which uh topped it all off yeah it was uh going from zero to hero to zero to hero it's like yeah it was <laughs> it was a crazy week but uh yeah, it's it's settled and uh, here we are, man. Here we are. He's back. Love it, love it. Let's get right into it because there's no time to waste. Otherwise, we'll be here for ten years. I'm going to bring up the re- results from the weekend the EPL. We always start out with the EPL for good reason too, because they the number one league in the world. Number one league in the world. That's just me, and we've got them all here. So. Start off with an absolute belter to start off proceedings. <laughs> Manchester City 5, Arsenal nil. What happened in this game, lads? Oh, this was our... what, didn't, what didn't happen? <laughs> yeah, this was our, our feature game on the stream. We all watched it, watched it together. Uh, Saucy had an absolute terrible time. I don't blame him. He wanted to get off at halftime. Um, but yeah, it was just an absolute onslaught. I don't know much else you can say. Arsenal were, were not very good. 
worse than not very good. They, they were terrible. Um, where they go to from here? Just look at the stats as well. Get the, get the stats up because some of them were ridiculous. There we go. 19% <laughs> possession for the game. You had one shot, 185 passes, and those 185 passes are at 67% um, accuracy, which is absolutely rubbish. Jaka got sent off for a, a pretty silly challenge. Um, yeah, where does Arsenal go through from here? Like, it just, we, we just keep saying it. Like, when, when's it going to turn around for them? It just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, I'm not sure what what has to happen for them to turn around. Like, it's yeah. not that it's not that they all of a sudden can bring in five, six new signings. I mean, they spent what was it, fifty per, fifty million on uh, on Ben White. Um, mm. It's yeah, it's it's. I've I've I don't think I've ever seen them this far. Um, I, some seasons were bad, but they they at least were in some games. But now, I mean, they're dead last, zero goals. That they're doing even worse than Norwich, <laughs> and they conceded <laughs> ten goals, but they were able to score once. Yeah, I'm not sure what has to happen for this team to to. Uh, I, I mean, as a leader, like Saka doesn't need to take red cards. Um, and that defense, man, Jesus Christ, I I don't know. Yeah, I was just about to say, we look at this lineup: five men in defense, especially Cedric. Cedric got ripped. Cedric got absolutely ripped. But I mean, look at that side: Saka, Cedric. I mean, mm. it's it's cool, but it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't seem to work. No, uh, not at all. Saka is still Saka. I mean, he's obviously talented and he's great. But against the yeah. team, like look at that side: like Grealish and who else is on that side? Um. Not even sure. Ferran, uh, yeah, Gunnogan, uh, Cancelo, yeah. Even Jesus got on the score on the score sheet. Yeah, I mean, Ferran Torres with two. Talking about, wasn't Ian Wright like barely crying yeah. on television? Oh, that was heartbreaking. Man. I feel, I feel bad. To be honest, it's like starting to get to the point where I feel bad for Arsenal. But then, if you think about it, there are still players missing. Party's still going to come back as well. Um, Lacazette, I think, came off the bench. So that's one uh, game down, right? The, the coach still has four t- to go, right? Until he, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had like five games to turn around. Yeah, but even, even going to that, though, I don't think any Arsenal supporter expected to win. But to be at least competitive and you know show a bit of a bit of heart would have been nice for them. Yeah, would have been bare minimum, really. Yeah, so I, I don't think no anyone. Excuses. I don't think anyone expected Arsenal to beat City, but. Like nah. and red carded like nineteen percent mm. possession five nil. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. Seven hundred and something passes compared to one hundred and eighty. Incredible stuff. That's that's embarrassing. There's no reason why that should happen. And you know, you you go down one nil, and your whole defensive mindset to try to kind of play out a nil or draw goes out the window. And mm-hmm. you know, you don't have a plan B. You don't have a plan C at all. You know, I understand it's Man City, but Jesus Christ, that's that's, that's embarrassing. We'll move on. Um, Newcastle two, Southampton two, uh, Brighton came undone against Everton two nil. Uh, West Ham, Crystal Palace two all draw. Norwich one, Leicester two, Aston Villa one, Brentford one. A very interesting game. Liverpool versus Chelsea one all. Did you guys catch any of it? I know it was a bit of controversy there with that red card. No, I, I saw the first ten minutes. And I didn't mm. make it. Didn't make it long after that, to be honest. <laughs> um, at two thirty in the morning over here. Um, but yeah, we'll start with the the controversy in the red card. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just biased, but from what I saw, it was um, 
off Reese James's thigh onto his arm that didn't look out too much out of an unnatural position for me. So penalty, yeah, red card, I'd say probably not. That's the way I viewed it. Man, with these rules, you, in, in Belgium this weekend, there were a couple of calls. I thought, like, uh, do you really... Have, <laughs> my girlfriend even said, like, if the ball comes to your face, do you want to... Like, do you really need to hit yourself with that ball to avoid giving away a penalty? Like, it's 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 insane how... Like, if it's only from, like, one and a half meters away and he's, like, a cannon shot on goal, like, are you just going to hit yourself in the face, like, lose to thief? I don't think yeah. so. You just... You just it's reflexes it's, it's reflexes yeah, yeah sure so at what point is it reflex or natural position i mean it's so it's so annoying it's so um tiring as well like the rules change and then it's natural position then it's not it's uh but i, I saw think that, that it's i saw that as well know, i'd say it's just yeah i mean at what point you cannot just take your arm off <laughs> i don't know I think it's got a lot to do with VAR, to be honest. Um, I think that when you watch it in slow motion, things can look like a lot more deliberate than they actually are, you know, yeah. because you, you, you're slowly moving your arm like this. It's like you're moving it towards the ball, yeah. but it's just like naturally, that's like a second movement. You're not, you don't have any time to react, but that makes it look like you're moving towards the ball. And that's, it's obviously yeah. you're, you're preventing a goal and, and it's a red card if you were to do that intentionally. Um, so I, I think that that's something that you need to have a little bit more leniency in, in yeah. regard to that. Did, did you guys see, check have out it, how... Have it, score again, have it scored again as well, yeah. which is good to see. Good yeah. to see. A good start to the season by him. How did Lukaku play? Do you guys know? Not sure. Didn't have too yeah. much of a read into this one, to be honest. Unfortunately. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. You guys are Chelsea. Yeah, I know. It's our teams as well. Anyway. <laughs> Burnley won all uh, with Leeds. That's an interesting, interesting tie. Leeds can't seem to get off the ground. Tottenham one nil over Watford. They seem to keep getting the results. Tottenham, I'm telling you, telling you a little bit of a dark horse there, not to, to make first, the top four. You never first know. In the league. First in the league. Currently, Carlos, absolutely. Zero conceded. Yeah, Hurricane Stain. I'm telling you what, it's a it's a sneaky play. Manchester United over Wolves. This was the feature game that we had on double coverage. Uh, from what I saw, came in a little bit late. But no, this Wolves... Was I think this is the one we just watched just last time. Oh, we just watched. Okay, just maybe because like, I, jumped, I jumped in at that point. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, man, I, from what I saw and what I saw in the replay, Wolves hard done by to come away with, the, with no points. They absolutely smashed... Man United in the first half, and looks like they came out of the second half and and were doing the same. Like Adama Torre was was on fire. I feel really bad that they didn't actually come away with the win. Yeah, same as me. I watched I watched the first half of this um, with some Man United supporters as well, who also weren't very happy about the performance. Um, but yeah, his Wolves were all over them. I don't know what was going on there, but Trincao was one that really impressed me. Um, as I've come on here and said before, I don't like Barcelona, so I don't I don't watch many Barcelona games. So I haven't I haven't seen um, a lot of him play. So I was actually really impressed by him and and Traore as well. Traore is really really good in the first half. Um, second half, oh, I I can't say. Oh, Fred was Fred was a joke, Dommer. Fred was an absolute joke. Uh, scroll down a little bit. It was good to see Greenwood, uh, one of your boys, Vincent, get a score again. Um, yep. But yeah, it's I don't know. That first half was not convincing at all by United. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I think Ricao is one of these youngsters that had to leave uh, Barcelona because they they have too many at this point. Um, yeah, and they they're not getting play time, so better to loan them out. Um, and yeah, Greenwood again. I I uh, I saw a stat that he collected twenty six or twenty nine points since his debut. Is like one hundred and eight games in right now. So he won them 26 points and he's only 19. This guy is, is and he can play like up front as well, as you can see. Like, obviously, I think James is going to uh drop off, unfortunately, but yeah. um, maybe Greenwood has the opportunity to uh play uh with Ronnie. The thing is, with Ronaldo and Rashford coming back, who, yeah. who sort of makes way there because Sancho is your big signing who you brought in over the summer. You don't really want to be benching him. Greenwood's yeah. in form at the moment. Like, what happens there? Yeah, I, I'm afraid it's going to be Greenwood as well, but... Yeah, I can. I mean, uh, he cannot leave Ronnie on the bench. Uh, no, and def definitely not. <laughs> Rashford, not is, <laughs> Rashford is... Uh, yeah, still the the poster boy, I would say, of this... Uh, maybe not anymore now Ronaldo came back, but Rashford is the, the poster boy of... of uh, Manchester United, so I'm afraid it's going to be Greenwood and, and James. Or maybe Fred. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ronaldo want to play centre mid or CDM? Yeah, well, what I did notice, that do, on the counter-attack, they were terrible. Hmm. On the counter, yeah. they they were terrible. And like Pogba playing as a DM, you know, Fred having a fantastic game. You know, what, what do they do in that midfield? Like, they, they've brought in Ronaldo and Sancho. It's not really solving that problem, if no, it is a problem. That's that's their biggest that's their biggest weakness. Uh, I guess Ronaldo sort of helps them a little bit because what we said was, what, Cavani's too old to probably lead the line and play every game. Greenwood's probably too young to lead the line and, and play every game. So that sort of helps them out a little bit. But that, that defensive midfield position is something that they're really struggling with. I guess McTominay can play there, but he sort of sorts out one side of it. But when you got two and Pogba puts in, you know, Pogba's not probably the most defensive midfielder in, in the world. So it, it's still a big weakness, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Pogba is so good for France and not for Manchester United because he has a guy like Kante behind him. But, I mean, yeah. Fred is obviously not Kante, so, yeah. <laughs> not even not even close to <laughs> I must say, I saw Fred play for Brazil, um, and he was pretty impressive. He was very, very good. But yeah. then again, you have a guy like Casemiro in there as well, Fernandinho. Yeah. Uh, but Fred was playing like very go going forward, and he was really. It didn't feel like he was not in his place, and that was a big surprise to me. As he's, if you see him or watch him play at Manchester United, you're like, what? What, what is he doing there? But mm. in that Brazil team, Definitely. he was, he was fitting in. So it's kind of strange how that happens. But... Mm. We'll bring the United team up a little bit. We'll bring the United team up again, so I'll just keep it there. I've got one for you. Who do you reckon goes first, Arteta or Fred? Arteta. <laughs> Who goes first? Arteta, you reckon? I don't know. Which one do you reckon? I don't know. Uh, probably Arteta, Fred's... yeah. Yeah, probably. probably Fred hangs around to the end of the season. Arteta's not making it to the end of the season. No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> Over in Italy, uh, Udinese beat Venezia 3-0. Venezia's getting a rude awakening to, you know, top league competition. Um, Inter over Verona. Two goals to save them from Joaquin Correa. 
who's a new signing for them as well from Lazio. That's a, a, a signing that Inzaghi brought over. They were fantastic yeah. goals. Yeah. The header was unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I think Marti- Martinez scored the third, didn't know the third goal there. And he probably, he did, yes. probably should have had another one as well. There's another chance he probably could have put away too. No, Martinez scored the first. He scored the first and then yeah, Perez like scored the, the second. Yeah, the last of the three, I meant. So like three yeah. goals. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he probably should have had another one too, to be honest. For his quality. He's very good. He's very good. Yeah. He's so underrated. Um, Lazio 6-1 over Spezia. Absolutely smashed them. Three goals for Immobile in that game. He scores the goals in these types of games, but not in the Euros. Uh, Atalanta <laughs> disappointing against Bologna. Nilo Fiorentina got the result. My boy Dusan Vlaovic with a goal in that game. 2-1 Very over nice. Torino. Uh, here we go. Juventus <laughs> over Empoli. This is probably one to, to delve into a little bit further. Okay. I watch this game. First half, uh, Chiesa absolutely smashed it, right? That he dominated, but it's like he weaved through about five, six players, and then he got to about this point here into the box or just outside the box with yeah. just, you know, just Empoli players all around, right? And no one in there at all. There's no, There was no reference point whatsoever, and it's just like they, we played Western McKinney as a trequartista or an um, attacking midfielder, they like to say. Um, that is not his role whatsoever. We left him out for dry. That's going to do fantastic things for his confidence. And we're playing Danilo as a, as a defensive midfielder. I don't know what Anneli, Allegri is doing. I, but When I saw that, I'm like, am I thinking of the same Danilo here, like the, the right-back one? You are. You are. Unfortunately, you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, man, like this team, you know, and we had Locatelli come off the bench, which is going to help us a lot. Uh, however, it's not going to solve all of the problems. And, and again, we'll talk about it a little bit further when we go into the, the whole Ronaldo saga. But I feel like a lot of the uh, the frailties that were masked previously with Ronaldo in there is kind of coming to the fore somewhat. Like, if you look at that midfield, the names Bentacur, Danilo, Rabiot, and McKinney, that's that's... I mean that's good for a team like in the second division, but it's not like you're oh, gonna. Geez. It's not, you know what I mean. It's like you're not gonna be afraid yeah. if you come up nah. against this Juventus with these names. You're not like, nah. oh, it's Juventus. It's like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Quadrado at right back. Yeah. I mean, he he used to play there. His his uh, up and down the wing is more an attacking player. I mean, I think he plays well there. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's not that surprising to me. To be honest. But yeah, yeah, so. out of answers, and and you know what, you saying that, uh, Vincent, I think you've been, I think you've been blacklisted from all of the United States, saying that Western McKinney deserves to be in second division, <laughs> because last time, last time I said anything like that, I got blasted in the DMs by a few not to be named. Um, I'm gonna be honest. You I know, like McKinney. People in the hobby. I, I think I think he's one of the better players for United States national team. Uh, but he's he, he needs to grow. Like he's not he's not there yet. So he has How a long way to he's go. Pretty, he's still pretty young, isn't he? He's young. Yeah, I think he's yeah. 22, 23, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's so he has plenty of time, yeah. but he's not he's not your uh, solution. I would say that. Oh no, definitely not. Definitely not. We'll go into that one a little bit further later. Genoa one, Napoli two. Luke, you got to watch this. 
Yeah, I watched a little bit of this. Um, what, what I saw was pretty slow tempo game, to be honest, um, from the, the bit of the section I saw. We were still missing Murden's. Um, Osman served the first game of his suspension, whether they st- they're still um, uh, appealing that for the next game. I'm hoping they are because I, I want him to play against Juventus. Um, but yeah, apart from that, get the win away from home. It's, all, it's always good. Second game of the season, two wins. Nice. Stop Sassuolo. Sampdoria was looking for goals from our boys, uh, Rospadori and Skamaka. Both of them couldn't get the result there. Roma 4 0 over. I'll, I'll let you boys try to say that that name. Can you guys say that? Salernitana. Yeah, Salernitana. Salernitana. Very good, boys. I like it. I like it. Oh, look at that possession just there. Hold on. Check that possession again. That's some Arsenal City shit. Look at that. It is. It is. It is. It is. But Salernitana nah. is not Arsenal, though. Let's be nah, honest. definitely not. <laughs> Maybe these days. You never know. But Yeah, it's a, it's very reminiscent of that type of game. You know, you look at those passes. Look at that position. <laughs> passing accuracy stats. Like, they're, they're very, very similar. The one boy here coming up with the goal, and it was an absolute cracker as well. Tammy Abraham is... He's absolutely enjoying himself over in Italy. It's fantastic to see. Fantastic to see. Yeah, definitely. Just, we, me, me and ahead. Vincent both. Uh, sorry, me, me and Vincent both said that we we're pretty, pretty happy to see that. Oh, Tammy's a player I really like at Chelsea. So to see him go abroad and and do even better and get get that playing time that he needs, um, it's something good to see. So I, I really hope he does well this season. And you know, he started very well under Mourinho. I think he's, I think he's going to do really well this season. Yeah, it's also, I mean, if I look at this Roma team, it's not like something special and somehow they make it work. Uh, obviously, yeah. it's not it's not against your uh, uh, Lazio or whatever, but uh, if you look at this team, the names in it, it's just like, mm, yeah, you have Mkhitaryan in there and Cristante. And, but yeah, it's good to see Abraham uh, come to fruition. It's nice. Even the first game, well, he had two assists as well, didn't he? First yeah, game? Two, two assists, yeah. So he, hit, he, uh, he hit the crossbar as well. Yeah. yeah. So, great start. Hopefully, you can keep it up. Yeah. Look, uh, I mean, it's it's got a lot of promise, this team. And um, a few things I just Pellegrini. want to note. Uh, Pellegrini in there. I was actually going to uh, ask you about him. Yeah. Fantastic player. It, to be honest, well, well, I mean, I'll tell you about what uh, Mourinho said about him in the lead-up to this game. He said, if I had three Lorenzo Pellegrinis in this team, I would play each of them, right? That They'd all start. Because he's so versatile and he's such a, a hard-working player. Um, yeah. And he came around with two goals in this game. A brilliant, brilliant result by him. Um, another few things to note, uh, Brian Reynolds didn't get on the park. It's a, uh, a wing-back, American wing-back. Um, so, and I've got one of his cards as well, just, you know, to play the American card, let's say. But it cost me like $2 <laughs> to get, so that, that was his rookie. Um, El Shirari still El Shirari. plays there. But um, the red card to Zaniolo, I, I cannot wait to see him come back and, and see what yeah. he does in this team and progress under Mourinho. Where did um where did Pellegrini come from? Has he always been a Roma? Good question. I'll tell you right now. I think he I think he is a uh, a youth product. Yeah. Oh, Roma. He, Let me he's he's not very young, though, is he? No, he's, he's um, late twenties, if I check, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 20, I was out of yesterday. 26, 28, something like that. Yeah, twenty-five, and oh. 
he no, he's from the the Roma Youth Academy. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah cool. it looks like he's he's really um, hopefully he can step it up under Mourinho as well. Absolutely, twenty five. Still got still got time. Yeah, definitely. Another definitely. another game to finish off the round in Serie A was four one over Cagliari Milan. Uh, Sandro Tonali, great to see him on the score sheet. Also, Rafael Leal, great to see him. And Olivia Giroud, two goals, penalty, and uh, a really, really nice goal as well for the number 24, the 24th minute. We're sending people away and they start banging goals. Giving <laughs> it says a lot about our club. It says a lot about our club. <laughs> We're delivering tough products, man. Tough products. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Tomori is very good as well. He's, yeah, he's, very he's good. been brilliant. Very he's good. been brilliant. I was, I was pretty disappointed that he'd gone, uh, that he left. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. He's one I, I would have liked to have kept. Um, Tonali free kick as well, which was which was nice. Leao hit a it was a long distance shot that was deflected, but you know, he'll still take it. And Mainen, I think that's how you say his name. He has come in and, and done a great job in uh, Donnarumma's absence. So mm. interesting to oh, see yeah, how he Donnarumma. goes this season. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's been war, war, warming the bench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Making the money, but warming the bench. Um, <laughs> interesting interesting to see. Over at Bundesliga, we'll start off with the match that we all want to see. Dortmund 3-2, just get over the line with a 91st-minute goal from Mr. Erling Haaland. And he's, he's, the, face the notable all, players. Yeah, exactly. His face says it all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what did you guys think about this game? He was going absolutely nuts, and rightfully so. You know, scoring at home in front of the the um, the fans there—it was good to see. Um, yeah, definitely left it late though. Definitely yeah, late. that's the thing. I, I maybe I'm I'm too negative on this team, but again, like they need a 91st minute equalizer over Hoffenheim, and they are like over the moon. Obviously, they're over the moon. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's it's like. Losing to Freiburg, just barely scraping it against Hoffenheim. I don't know. And then again, you have Bellingham scoring, Rana scoring, Holland scoring. That's the names you want to see scoring. <laughs> if you are, if you're in the hobby, their, yeah. If, if you're holding their cards, that's exactly what you want. So yeah, I guess everyone, everyone happy. Oh man, yeah, back does. again too. Oh, nice to see. It's interesting they play Witzel as a yeah. Uh, I just saw that. What? I think they did last week as well. Really? That's yeah. strange. Okay. Very. Uh, what other games have we got here that are interesting? Stuttgart lost against Freiburg. Um, yeah. that was, that's a bit of a result there. Uh, what else we got? And obviously this one over Bayern here. Munich. Bayern Lewandowski Bayern. just keeps going. I've actually got the, bo- I've got the Bayern top one today, actually. Nice. I like I it. That. I like yeah. it too. Lewandowski, that guy, man, Jesus! Give him that Ballon d'Or already. Just, just give it to him. Like if it if it ends he up it. if if it do, doesn't end up winning a Ballon d'Or, then it's it's completely rigged. It's completely effed. Come on, over our boy Jorginho. <laughs> ah, that's a hard one, but ah. Depends. If you think the Ballon d'Or is about winning stuff, then obviously Jorginho. If you think it's about personal personal things like achievements, personal achievements, and I mean Lewandowski just broke a record that was sitting there for like fifty years or something by Gerd yeah. Uh So I mean, it's hard to go against, right? 
but then again, Jorginho just won the uh, UEFA Man of the what was it Man of the uh, Midfielder Midfielder what is it Champions League Midfielder of the season Euros yeah. Champions League like what more does he have to win Was it UEFA yeah. Player of the Year as well Yeah yeah that that, that was did, it. Yes. yeah yeah that was that's that's the one So I mean what more does he need A World just, Cup <laughs> Yeah I said like, just looking at this here did Upper Commando did he get injured Why why did he come off for Was it just rotation uh, oh, no idea. Does anyone know anything about that? No, no. That's oh, right. I'll somehow have to have a look at that after this. Yeah, so, probably rotation. Yeah. What do you guys think, sneaky? Like, not sneaky, but he's 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 definitely out there in the hobby. But Musiala, he's pretty expensive too. I gotta say, so he's young. He came away with the goal. Like, I just, like, mm. if there's a player that I think is going to do things, that that's probably one I'd I'd be looking at over the Dortmund talents, you know, to be playing in this buy-in side and starting, unbelievable, unbelievable. He's yeah. in a great system there. And from what I've seen, um, I've been played, he's got some talent too, which is good. Yep. Felvis will definitely get to this comment a little bit later after we run through because uh, that's going to be a hot, hot conversation about Mbappe. Don't you worry about that. Uh, Union Berlin 2-1 over Mönchengladbach and Wolfsburg 1-0 over Leipzig. Let's move over to League. Uh, we have 1-0. What'd you call it? League. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Leon 1-0. Uh, nice. 4-0 over Bordeaux. Marseille 3-1. You want to talk about this one, Luki? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on this one real quick quick um Guendouzi right. on loan from Arsenal Marseille this season a player that I've spoke about a few weeks ago got on the score sheet today uh this week uh, put in a man of the match performance as well and it just like I I know the history that he had at Arsenal they didn't like his attitude but he plays with so much passion and um so much drive and stuff and I think that's something that Arsenal could really do with right now especially when your captain like Chaka's you know doing putting challenges like that getting sent off <laughs> I feel like he's a player that could could uh it could be someone that could help them right now, but unfortunately he's on loan at Marseille. And from what I've heard as well in interviews, he, he's really happy there. He, he was really enjoying his football, which is good to see. And obviously another one of your boys, Unda, got on the score sheet yeah. as well. I was going to say, we might chat about him later. We'll, we'll keep that one for later. We'll keep it in the back pocket. No worries yeah, at all. If, if it comes up. Uh, Monaco 2-1. Uh, Ren, Neil, Angers 2. And Kamavinga didn't start this game, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, Doku didn't play. I believe he's injured. Yeah, he yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's also not included in the Belgium national team. So yeah, because um, oh, to be honest, when I saw the lineups come out and I saw he wasn't playing, I, did, I didn't know he was injured. So I was like, oh, maybe the yeah. transfer rumors because there's been a lot of rumors around him recently. No, he's as well. injured. Him, yeah, he's injured. Him and Kamavinga as well. That was an interesting one to start on the bench um, with all the rumors around him right now. They've lowered their their asking price friends to thirty five million euros. Oh, the um, picture, which is interesting. Yeah, look at that. that's that, that has to the be picture. the opening. But... Yeah. You know what? It was a bit of anticlimactic as well because you know they were waiting for something with the ref. They weren't sure who was yeah. coming off, and Neymar was just standing there for about five minutes. You know, am I coming off for him or not? And yeah, it was it was a little bit underwhelming. Uh, the the applause and, and all that. Um, I wonder if that's an omen of what's going to come from this move and what this PSG team is going to achieve this season. I hope not, but... Yeah, is this what's going to happen? 
Mbappe two goals? Is that what's going to happen this season? That's that's if he's still doing it there. Exactly. If he, go, if he goes over to Spain and does that, you know, I don't think people will be complaining. Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty underwhelming. If you if you saw the the crowd when Varane walked on the pitch right before that uh, Manchester United game, and he wasn't even in the kit, he was just wearing a suit and with the with the shirt, like the whole crowd yeah. went nuts. And with this game, uh, it was it I was think... it w- I, was say, I think it's a little different because he's away from home. Yeah, that that's that, that was my next point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I under, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I understand that it's Messi came on, uh, he didn't start away from home. Uh, it's gonna be totally different, I think, next time around if he starts oh, at at home. But uh, yeah. yeah, just to make your first minutes like that, as you said, like the ball was out and the referee didn't allow Messi to come on the pitch. Neymar was standing there for like two two minutes straight, just like wondering, is it gonna happen? Um, yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. exactly. I think that's that's that that was a bad call from uh, PSG to, to do it like that. Especially like it's Messi. It's not like you're you're whatever. It's Messi. So yeah, that was a bit disappointing. I didn't see all that much from him. I, I watched the entire game and he wasn't he wasn't like groundbreaking. But uh, yeah, I need some time, I guess. Uh, and also depends if Mbappe is gonna stay or not. But uh, yeah. Mm. Tell you what was groundbreaking. Groundbreaking was Hakimi coming down the wing, playing that ball very, very nicely, pinpointing to Mbappe to put it away. Like that, yeah. that I feel like if Mbappe stays, that that would be happening all season long. It's, yeah, it, it was almost too easy. It was almost like everyone else was playing in first gear, and they were, you know, just a level ahead. It was, it was incredible. incredible. He's been so good to start this um this season, Hakimi. He has mm. absolutely. Hopefully those prices go up for my card there. All right, next up, uh, Barcelona one, sorry two, and we have a Hetafe one goal in the second minute by Sergio Roberto, and then Depay, and then the game was pretty much done from there. Even though it was sandwiched in between a Sandro Ramirez goal. Uh, any thoughts on this game here in or Barcelona in general? <sighs> No, not really. The only sort of thing <laughs> I heard about Barcelona this week was that um, Fatih is apparently going to be taking uh, inheriting the number 10 jersey, which is yep. big pressure, but we'll see if he can live up to it. Yep. We also have this boy here, Gavi, or Javi, who made his first appearance at age 17, which is an uh, interesting player. I heard he played very well as well. Another runs for Fatty. That's right. Another one. Get on the cards. Now, what was that, sorry? another run to Fatty. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was going to say, gonna... does he have a rookie card? People are already buying it. <laughs> People will already be looking at it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Games are done. Now, let's get straight into it. Let's set the scene. Let's start from the very, very start. I'll take you guys on a bit of a journey with Spain this last week. Um, People started asking Pavel Nedved questions about what's going to be happening. He came out and said, Cristiano Ronaldo has told me that he's staying. That's what's happening. We are in the final moments of the transfer window. He's not going to do this to us. Probably within within seconds. You know, after that, there's a whole issue that we had last week with, um, with the game. We kind of didn't want to play. Straight after that, he pretty much said, I'm not playing this team. I'm leaving, right? 
And pretty much immediately after that, we were talking about where he was going to go to and who popped up, none other than Manchester City. And, you know, for a long, long while there, Romano was reporting it, wasn't going hard at it, but he was definitely talking about Man City making a, a serious play. And it did make sense given that um, their interest in Kane waned somewhat and, and didn't end up happening. Uh, so they need to fill that void if they were going for that type of central striker and, and look like they were going hard for Ronaldo. What we saw from Manchester United fans was a joy to behold for anyone who's not a Manchester United <laughs> fan. I got the popcorn out myself because there was an absolute bloodbath, you know, an indictment on Ronaldo's character, an indictment on Manchester United in general. That absolutely smashed him, smashed him personally. It was out of seen, control. I haven't <laughs> seen that many snake emojis in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they were coming out of the woodwork left, right, yeah. and center. And almost as though they were pressured into it, Manchester United at the 11th hour came out of nowhere and got the deal done. And he will be headed to Old Trafford this season. That's the way it went. And Juventus is left you know, wondering what the hell happened. But they did get a transfer fee and they did get Cristiano Ronaldo's wages off the books, which is, is yeah. maybe a positive as well. Yeah. What was this week like for you guys and, and what are your thoughts to start off with in relation to this uh, well, incredible transfer? For me, it started with... Because the initial reports were that City came... Like City were the front runners to, to get his signature. Um, with that report was the reports that he was offered to United and United just didn't do anything about it. And that's why City had proceeded. And then I heard all these United fans saying, oh, you know, he's a snake, he's this and that. I was like, how can you say he's a snake when you were offered him? Like, they're, they're blaming Ronaldo for not going back to United when they were offered to, he was offered to United and they didn't do anything about it. I'm like, shouldn't you be blaming your club and not directing your anger towards the player? That was the way I heard it, but I, that's the, you know that's a bit of an irrelevant thing now, considering he's gone there. Like for the whole storyline and the fairy tale, this is what everyone wants to see. You know, they want to see him back at Old Trafford, um, doing well, doing well. Um, so yeah, I think I'm happy that he ended up there because you know I'm I'm a Ronaldo fan from not you know I'm a Ronaldo fan not from Manchester United point of view. So I want to see him do well as a player. And I don't want to hear people saying you know he's a snake for going to City because if you think about his mentality, it's all about winning. If he went to City, it makes sense. And especially if United don't want him, like, what's there to be loyal to United if United didn't want him? That was the way I was looking at it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because now I don't have to hear those comments of Ronaldo's a snake, Ronaldo's this and that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. It's a... Yeah, I think it's always interesting to see how many rumors get thrown out there before yeah, anything, no. before anything happens or even officially gets communicated because from... From the start, it was always like uh, even Ronaldo came out and said like, uh, I, "I really, I mean, I, I really regret that." I'll so many things get thrown around, and at the end of the day, you're hurting the people that's about. You're hurting the clubs because maybe it's true, maybe it isn't, but the f people believe it. Like yeah. the only thing we can go off is is like reporters, uh, scouts, yeah. whatever, and 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 just wait for the one official announcement. And if they all say like, yeah, we're st like, he's staying, he's not going anywhere. I'm focusing on the club. I'm focusing on myself. And then a week later, he's at Manchester United. He's like, uh, a lot of, a lot of things move in the background without us knowing. But, um, yeah, it was so, it was so funny to see, uh, all these pictures of, uh, him photoshopped in a city shirt 
and uh, <laughs> all these YouTube videos with like Welcome Ronaldo, and then uh, it's it's always amazing to see if something like that goes down. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad he's back at Manchester. United. I mean, it, it's again. I think he wanted to one up uh, Messi um, going back to the Prem instead of going to Ligue 1. Uh, going back to the club he loved, like he he became Ronaldo at Manchester. Um, so I think it only makes sense. Uh, and as you said, Luki, it's like if he really wanted to win stuff and really wanted to compete, then he would have gone to City and he chose yeah. United. Uh, so I think it all, all also says a lot about him. Like he really loves the club. He really yeah. Be- he doesn't he didn't forget where what United meant uh, or means to him. So yeah, uh, I think it's nice to see for sure. Do you think that the Ronaldo that's going to be going there, it's the question is not going to be easy in the same player because that, that's pretty much in the past. But no. is it a player with ego or without ego? It's hard to say. It's hard to say because, you know, um, you think about him as a player and his mentality, always wanting to win. And you look at, you know, Portugal, the Euros was an example. It's a bit of a different sort of situation. But, you know, he was – Fernandez was basically, you know, a shell of himself because of I, – I, I'm going to say somewhat because of what Ronaldo – like the game plan there and what Ronaldo – you know, how – I'm trying to think of it, how to, how to put it to make Demands sense. the ball. Yeah. You know, yeah. Play, ball gets played through him, that type and of for, thing. And for that, um, I don't know how it's going to work with the United team. Like Klopp came out and said it as well. I don't know. Some people were calling him, you know, salty because he didn't sign him. But he came out and said, this, is a, this isn't a this um, is a move or a transfer for the future of the club. This is a, a move for right now. And he goes, if people want to do that, well, that's, that's their choice. You know, that's the direction of their club, um, whatever. But I'm not doing that. Um, and I, I, I do see what he means because, like, we spoke about it. I don't know if we spoke about it. Did we speak about it here before? Did we talk about off camera? I think it was off camera. Off camera, yeah. It's like, where, where does he sort of fit in? If you want to bring that United um, th- uh, lineup up now. Absolutely. So like, where, where does he sort of fit? Um, you still got Rashford to come back as well. Um, well, from, you know, from what I've seen in the first few games, Dan James, she's not going to be there when those two come back. So either Greenwood, Sancho, Fernandez, I wouldn't say he's going to be going anywhere. So Greenwater Sancho, one of them's probably gonna have to make way, and that's that's you know for the overall that's that's the detriment of the club, the detriment of two young players. You know, you brought Sancho in for seventy five million, Greenwood's in in sensational form at the moment. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame, but it it could be good learning for those players too. Um, yeah, but I but, think I think uh, what Thomas said was was interesting off camera as well. He said. Um, you know, he's there to teach young players and things like that, but how much is he yeah. teaching them when he puts them on the bench? Yeah, exactly. That's that's another point. You, you can only learn so much without putting it into practice. Yeah, and also, like, he, he demands the ball. Like, is he going to play up top? Is he going to play from the left? Um, I, I reckon he's going to play up top. That's my feeling. Yeah, so he's not going to demand the ball too much. I think... I think it's, it's double, right? Like Manchester United could use a player that demands the ball. They already have it in Bruno Fernandes, but I mean, Ronaldo is, again, something different, I would say. Someone who demands the ball isn't afraid to just go for it, just keeps going at it. Bruno Fernandes has been doing that quite well. So to bring in a guy, as you said, like my, uh, Ronaldo now, look at that Portugal team. Like I think people were afraid to to play a pause that didn't arrive or something. Like They were afraid of of, of that personality he is um mm. but i i guess if you play him up top 
yeah. But then, as you said, like who who is being left out? Like as you said, like Sancho is not gonna gonna. Well, he has been on the bench, but are you gonna play Greenwood instead of of Sancho all the time? I don't know. It's, it's well, when you spent seventy five mil to bring him in, you, you wouldn't think so. But but look at what they've done to uh, the big. I mean, yeah. The, the, I, yeah don't, exactly. I don't think they really exactly. care at this point. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah. Um, but that's the same. That's a shame for Sancho. Then is is going to be a shame for either one or two of these young boys? Yeah, I think James is the first one that's going to miss out. I think yeah. that's pretty obvious. Uh, yeah. It would be a shame for Greenwood as he is like back into form. He's he's the guy who they need him to be, and then you're going to put him on the bench because you bring in a guy like 36 year old. Yeah. Uh, so development wise, I'm not really sure. Obviously, if you have a, a, it's the same as having a Lukaku on your team. Like you can never disregard him. Like doesn't matter if it's the first minute, the ninety seventh minute. Uh, yeah. If you're one, if you're one nil down, or you need that one more goal, then Ronaldo, same as Lukaku, is gonna be your guy. Um, but in, yeah, terms in terms of his, um, yeah. in terms of his winning mentality, I think the players are gonna get heaps out of this. Like you saw yeah. at Juventus, um, Dan, you were saying that it was probably covering over, like his. Um, you know, he, him as a player was covering over some cracks. Um, that winning mentality, I think, is going to really help these guys. If if there's anything like the most positive thing is going to be is going to be that. I reckon that winning mentality. So, we're, since we're talking about Juventus, I'll, I'll take you through a little bit of a summary of his, you know, his his tenure there, three years at Juventus. I went to go see him at, at the Juventus Stadium as well um, against Atalanta last game of the season. Uh, we we won the trophy, picked it up in the, in that in that game, which was which was brilliant. But he was no doubt about it a commercial signing for Juventus as opposed to a, a signing for progressing the club forward, progress them in terms of you know their shareholders, progress them in terms of their Instagram, which doubled pretty much overnight by having Ronaldo as part of their team. Absolutely, that that definitely did happen, right? But in terms of bringing us forward as a club, what we wanted was the Champions League and just signing Ronaldo did not do that, okay? Now, that's that's not Ronaldo's fault at all because no one player can actually bring you to the Champions League. It's been proven time and time again. It's Juventus's fault by not surrounding him with enough talent, right? But he did in many, many games throughout the season demand the ball. He did in many, many times this season play out of position in roles that he definitely was not assigned. For example, playing as a center forward, drifting out wide too much, not playing as that typical center forward, holding up the ball, which was what he was trying to do with Allegri, right? What Allegri was trying to do, he kept on drifting out wide. He wasn't doing it, right? Every time Juventus had the ball, Dybala suffered completely by having Ronaldo as part of this team. Instead of you know doing what Dybala does when he had the ball, take a few touches, looks up, where's Ronaldo, pass it to him. And it is times throughout the season where Ronaldo was played out of the game and Juventus was absolutely lost, lost, right? Now, before Ronaldo coming, Juventus won league title after league title after league title. Ronaldo, part of this team, didn't really do anything else, right? And we still lost against... Uh, Leon, we got out against Ajax. I can't remember what the the was before that, Porto but as well, wasn't it? Porto, Porto as well. Yep. Yeah. So that, those were the three. Um, so didn't really do much. In in all honesty, 
what he did was he padded his stats, scored 101 goals, probably one of the most the top goal scorer in Juventus history, which was fantastic for him, but didn't really improve the club all that much, in all honesty. It didn't really add much. The players said that they learned a lot from him. First player there, last player to leave. That's the way he was. That's what his mentality was. But in terms of bringing us forward, we finished just in uh, Champions League qualifications last season. So we just, year after year, we regressed. Partly Juventus' fault, like I said, didn't surround him with talent. He had three different coaches throughout that year. But I think he's probably a big part of that. Uh, I think he had a big say. Didn't like Allegri, didn't like Sari Ball, and Pula was just a joke as well, not just because he's new, right? So it, it was a complete schmozzle. It was great having him there. It's great to see cards with him in the Juventus jersey. Yeah. That, that's really, really good. But uh, I think it was an abject failure for Juventus as a club. In terms of Instagram followers, great, but don't know. So what are your thoughts on that? And, and maybe lead that type of player into this Ronaldo side, in this uh, Manchester United side. I think we or, saw the same you... thing with uh, Real Madrid. Like, when he was there, Benzema suffered. Like, the, 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 there was no Benzema. It was all Ronaldo, 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 and he was the guy. Ronaldo leaves, Benzema uh... scores like 33 goals, 34 goals, two seasons in a row. I mean... He was still doing all right, though. Keep going, keep sure, going. Sure, but the, but the difference between... Uh, Benzema with and without Ronaldo, I think was. Oh obvious. yeah, massive, massive. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe right now, if he comes in the team, he's gonna. Other people are gonna suffer as well. Um, I don't know. He, he clearly demands the ball, and obviously, he's all about the mentality of the, the fighting spirit and and keep on going. And he's known for that. But I'm not. I'm not sure if again he's the answer Manchester United needs because what was it? They finished second last year, right? Um, in the league. Yeah. Um, so are they are they winning? Are they really bringing him in to win Champions League? So or or what's what's the thing here? I'm not sure. Do you think it's another almost like a commercial signing? Yeah. And I another think so. point is, I mean, do you, do you think it was something they just sort of did it because if you went to City, like it would have been an absolute uproar from the fans. I think I think both. I mean, it, yeah. it 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 makes sense for him to go there. He could also go back to Sporting, if he really, yeah. if he really, I probably really wanted. But I think he still wants to be a little bit competitive. He still wants to play yeah. against Lukaku, a player like Lukaku, or a player like Messi, uh, Neymar, Mbappe, whatever. Um, but just imagine uh, that he went to City without Manchester United at least trying. Um, Oh good, yeah, that's that's good, what I mean. I think yeah, good thing at, that they have Yeah, at that stage, I think that's when the fans would have started to turn on the club it, yeah. when they saw him walk go out for City. And uh, <laughs> one of my mates even said, "Imagine he wins City the Champions League. Imagine how I'm going to feel if he wins City a Champions League. I'm going to be so angry, <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah. But again, like direct that at the club. Don't direct that at the player when your club said you didn't want him. Yeah, true. But I I, I totally feel this is like. Like Lukaku left, a lot of play, a lot of players left. He see Messi leaving. Oh, and then he has to move as well because because he cannot yeah. stay at Juventus. Because as I said before, look at that midfield. Then come on, it's not a, it's that's not a team to win you Champions Leagues. And no. if you're 36, you're Ronaldo. I mean, the Euro probably was his last chance for the Euro. Now the World Cup is coming up. Cup, he wants, yeah. yeah, he needs to get ready and back into that prime as much as possible Ronaldo for for the World Cup, I guess, and that. Premier League is a good way to do it, so I think 
it all it only makes sense but it's it's more commercial and it's more yeah. more about him again it's not about the club it's not about whatever it's about ronaldo making his last move to the club where it all started and it's nice and blah blah, blah. the storyline is great yeah we love a good storyline don't we change topic i was gonna say do you want to bring up what you said during the week about the messy transfer and stuff what did I say? Remind me. You said something, you said something during the week about um. Uh, do you think it was like? Do, do you think it was sparked by Messi moving? Like yes. Moving yes. Yes. I I I really feel. I genuinely feel like if Messi didn't move, then Ronaldo wouldn't have moved. That's the way that I feel about it. The reason why I say that is, I I do actually respect Ronaldo somewhat. And the way that he's left Juventus, he's he's done it at the last second of the transfer window, right? Leaving Juventus scrambling. We picked up Moyes Kane, big deal, right? He's, he's, I hope he's going to do very well, but it's no replacement for Ronaldo. And, you know, he, he's done it at the last second. That, that's not a, a move that you make, uh, you know, to a team that's paid you 35 million euro a year um, at all. And... It was very, very disappointing. But I also think that he was truthful when he said, I'm going to stay here. And he didn't expect Messi to to make that change. And he thought, I'm not going to let Messi go and win the Champions League, right? While well, me sitting in this second-rate Juventus side, in all honesty, let's get, this, let's get this move happening. And to be honest, as a Juventus fan, I'm happy about it because... Um, yeah. You know, we're able to rebuild and we get his salary off and we get a bit of money back. So it, it's all good. But I, I really feel like he's he's gone because of that. What do you guys feel? Yeah, when you brought it up, I was like, that's actually a really good point. It's something I didn't really think of. Um, a, a question, sorry to, to come back with a question, but do you think the overall Ronaldo project that you vented, do you think it was a success or a, maybe not a failure? You can give it a pass if you want. Um, it was a... It depends which way you're looking at it. So for commercial success, yeah. um, I'm, but in, I'm, in, I'm in footballing. Footballing. Put, put, all, fa- put all of it. Put all of it into consideration. Just chuck it all in one. Yeah, football. Reckon? Footballing failure. Yeah. Footballing failure. Because yeah. I, I really feel like, um, I, I really feel like we didn't progress forward. We actually regressed with him and that's that's because he he came up with the goals he came a top goal scorer he won us games that we probably shouldn't have won uh and that pushed us down the line without making the changes that we needed to make um that's what i feel for him personally he can step back and say that i was top goal scorer in the top three leagues in the world um and you know he, he can claim that over messi and and nothing's going to change that um, so it was really, really good for him. But at the same time, he was kind of uh, not winning the tournament that, that he wants to win, which is the Champions yeah. League. And he's three years older now and, and he's not getting any younger. So, uh, you know, probably a pass for him personally, um, but a failure for Juventus on the pitch. Yeah, fair enough. Fair call. The That's what I would like- say. If you think about him going to United, is he really going to a team that's going to win him the Champions League? Because I genuinely feel like I genuinely feel like he'd never expected United to come up with a proposal, and he was going <laughs> yeah. to Man City. <laughs> he was going to City. That's fair. That's fair. And then there, you know, he's he's probably winning the Champions League. And then, and then, you know what? That's, that's totally fair. 
And then he can't say no to United. And then it comes out in the media that it, then that ruins his legacy. But you yeah. know, at the end of the day, he's playing in the Premier League. Messi's not. Um, who knows? Who knows where we're going to go through the Champions League? But I do want to touch on before we move move transfers. We do want to touch on Mr. Mbappe. Let's get Felvis back up from his comment previously um, about how this all impacts or potentially impacts uh, card prices. We'll talk about cards a little bit later. Obviously, this is a card show. Um, but, you know, <laughs> do we think that, that Mbappe is going to leave, you know, following the transfer of uh, of Messi? Go first, Vincent. I uh, personally, I think, I don't, I don't think so. Um, again, I don't, I don't really see a reason for him to, to leave PSG. Um, it's not that Messi is gonna steal his spots or something, so I, I, I don't know. But I, I am, I don't, I don't know why he would want to go to Real Madrid at this point. I don't know. Um, maybe to become the star boy, I, maybe because again, now, now Messi gets brought in. You have Neymar who demands a big part, portion of the attention. Uh, you still have guys like Di Maria and Verratti and all of these these players. Um, but I, I don't see any reason why he would want to go to Real Madrid. So yeah, I don't think I don't think he's gonna move. That was my conclusion. Sorry. Fair call. Fair call. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It it sort of depends what he wants to do. Does he want to play a season with Messi? And you know, possibly this could be his chance to to win his Champions League there. Um, or does he want to go over and start a whole new project where he's he's the guy basically? You think about it, Benzema's only getting older, Bale's getting older, Hazard's underperformed while he's been there. He, he is the opportunity to be the guy there. Um, you know, without Neymar, like you were saying, Neymar stealing his spotlight, Di Maria stealing his spotlight. Um, so it'd be interesting to see sort of how he's thinking because of that. And then if you think about it as PSG is a club where his contract expires at the end of the season and he can go for free. So either way, like they can sell him now and get 170 mil, or they can wait till the end of the season. And he can go for free. Either way, like I'm pretty sure it's pretty common knowledge between the three camps that he's going to end up at Real Madrid next season. So yeah. it's probably whether they want to cash in or not now. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a little wrinkle the the fact that the contract's finishing at the end of this yeah. year. Um, because if I was Mbappe, I'd you know I can go to Real Madrid next year, and it's not really going to be that much different than if I was to yeah. go now. At least I've got the opportunity to you know I've invested so much time in PSG. I've actually helped them elevate them them as a team, and I'm going to leave the moment that we've got the best opportunity to win the Champions League, especially with Messi involved. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Leave with the Champions League medal, right? But this this contract is very interesting, and I think I think if, if I was I was in Barbie, I'd just say to them, I said, look, I'm not signing, right? That, that's not happening. Um, Either you let me go now, or I'm happy to stay. Like the, that's that's probably the way I would play it to them. And that's where it's um, interesting for the club too. Like, wouldn't you like they've played such hardball with Madrid over the transfer fees and stuff like that? But like, yeah. he's, he's going to go for free at the end of this. So like, I don't understand their their like mentality. Like they offered what 160, and they said Real Madrid have been so rude to us in this whole um, this yeah, whole saga yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, why are you playing hardball with this guy? You know, it's it's a lot of money, and he's gonna go for free next yeah. season. How much? It's, how much? One, how much would they win or get if they win the Champions League? How much money is that? Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point. 
I actually yeah, don't know what anyone because now they brought in Messi with the with the, uh, the television rights and and the whatever. And yeah. I I think they they <laughs> the guy in Qatar can manage a, a 170 mil loss. Not it's not even gonna be a loss if they win end up winning the Champions League. Mm. Maybe they look at it that way. Like it's it's almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, there's only two teams in my opinion that can compete with with PSG this season. That's still Bayern Munich, and that's going to be uh, City. City, um, yeah. So yeah, it's well, like we said 30... that about France and the Euros, you know, like and then it's a hundred. Just, just didn't happen. At the end yeah. of the day, it's a hundred and seventy million dollar roll of the dice. That's the way I look at it. I mean, the guy in the Qatar has money, so... <laughs> yeah, true. That's nothing to him. That's like putting $10 on the roulette table. We don't do shit. <laughs> I don't know where financial fair play fits in all of this, but anyway. <laughs> it's, going out, it's going out the window. <laughs> with that being said, I think I think he, he, he stays for another year to play with Messi, Neymar, give him the Champions League. Because at the end of the day, he hasn't won the Champions League. Yeah, he, he has, has Champions League, yeah. He has now. He had a record going for winning the league every single year. He missed that last season with uh, Lil winning the champ, uh, the competition. Now with uh, no Champions League, he's still no Champions League. I mean, I think he's staying with Messi, Neymar. That, that team is just stacked. That team is built and made to win the Champions League this season with uh, Ramos yeah. coming in and uh, Van Aldum coming in and then Hakimi. Uh, that if they don't win a Champions League this season, then <laughs> they're never winning it. So. <laughs> Uh, this is yeah. their best opportunity. Best yeah. opportunity. I'm sure Mbappe knows that as well. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and I, I was reserving this segment to a little bit later, but you know, since we've gone an hour in, we haven't even talked about cards. We might as well talk about it now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now that Ronaldo is at or in the English Premier League, right? What does this do to cards, right? And I'm talking specifically about e EPL Prism, right? But also cards in general, because I'm on Facebook groups left, right, and center, and there's the for whatever reason the Manchester United collectors base seems huge in comparison to the other. And I know their supporters are, are huge all around the world. They'll collect anything, right? Even if it's a Vanderbeek card that he doesn't even play, I see people snapping these cards up, right? So. Manchester United as a club is a huge player in this hobby and collectors of them is a huge player in this hobby. So seeing Ronaldo in that jersey, oh, it's going to be exciting. Like if people wrap packing up the historic tickets, you know, they're, they're snapping them up left, right and centre with the, the jersey and that's, that's an old card. This new card's coming into the fold. What does this do in general to, to the card market? Just imagine, like we're looking ahead to EPL Prism, yeah? Just imagine there's a kaboom and Ronaldo's in his United kit. All right, they're already yeah. working on that. They're already That's working huge. on that. That's huge. That's huge. Um, his first prism is going to be something that a lot of, you know, how we talk about the American influence, stuff like that. I think a lot of the American United supporters, the first prism is going to be a big one to to collect. Um, and even like the first Tops Chrome when it comes out, when Champions League comes out, I think that's going to be one that people are after too. Um, so, yeah, overall, it's going to be huge. There's going to be a lot of um, Man United fans going out for those cards. Um, yeah. What do you think, Vincent? I'm, I'm thinking one thing. Like, who cares about his again the prism in this? People, his 30, people care. He's 36. Uh, he's been in this Manchester United kit before. It's like that's that's a 2004 card, not a 2021 mm. or 22. Uh, but I can I, I can see why people are gonna gonna be crazy going for it. It's like they they will call it the return of the Ronaldo Manchester United 
prism, whatever they're gonna call it. Um, <laughs> first time back in his in his Manchester United kit. They'll they'll name it somewhat whatever. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it doesn't appeal to me. Like the the two thousand and three or four with the um the ones in his mansion that those are the, the OG cards. That's the one you want to get. Uh, this is nice for flipping purposes because you just know as soon as that box drops and you, you see these cards and as you said, they can boom and people are going to go crazy for it. It's it's mm. a nice flipping tool. It's nice to make money short term, uh, but long term, no one's going to care about that 16 tier card where he came back to menu. May, maybe a little bit, but you still you still want to get these these 2003, 2004 ones in this Manchester United kit, I would say. But that's just again me me bashing the modern market. I, I, who am I? I? I don't know. I'm You're just wrong. a guy. <laughs> I I get it, but man, people are on to the next thing, the newest product, what's new and shiny, sure. and sure. and like you know as good as anyone that you know people are paying big big money for uh, Haaland and then neglecting the Brazilian Ronaldo. Like seriously, you know to to I don't think. Haaland will ever reach the heights in terms of talent that that uh, Ronaldo Nazario ever hit. You know, like he was uh, a generational player. I've never seen anyone before, and I don't think we'll ever see anyone like him again. But Haaland is the one that everyone's paying big, big, big dollars for, right? The super refractor. What did that go for recently? They went for <laughs> over two hundred thousand US. Yeah, yeah, yeah over yeah. two hundred thousand US. Um, crazy thing. So for that reason, and you're right, doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when when we come to the rookies. But man, I, I just I see this product going up like crazy. And if you can get your hands on some boxes, I I just I it feel is going like up. It, it will go oh, bonkers. I mean, there's no question about it. It will it will go crazy. <laughs> it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> the um, I think I think something to maybe put into consideration as well compared to those o, like the O three O four um upper deck ones is the accessibility of being able to get it now. Um, yeah. It's going to be a lot more in, in better condition than those. Um, you know, in terms of overall printed, there's going to be more printed now than, than I'd say then. Um, and terms in terms of ones you can get graded and you can send off and stuff like that because they've just come out of the packet. They're not, you know, 20 years old or almost 20 years old. Um, that's going to be something that's probably a bit more appealing to people too. For collectors, uh, this, is, just, this is heaven. For collectors, this is the perfect yeah. thing that could have happened. But for investors... Yeah. Maybe short-term flippers, sure, but yeah, I would, I would still get one, I guess. But it, it's not, not, <laughs> not, 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 not at the start. Like, let's just yeah, wait no, for a no, month. Just wait for a month. Yeah, then. definitely. This is also a big opportunity. I'm not sure if you're gonna still talk about plays, but that that's my play. That would be a that would be a play if you're first on the market with some kind of new Ronaldo product. Oh boy, you can ask whatever you want. Yeah, definitely. You heard it. No, you're not a kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, it's it's it really is a tough one. It, it's 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 a tough one, but just United fans are United fans. And even Real Madrid fans are probably the second, maybe second biggest in the world. And if Mbappe goes there, you're looking at oh, you know that's... the following season, yeah. you know, you like Panini's got Panini's got both of them like with the whole fanatics thing, and and I know Luke, um, uh, Anthony mentioned it as well. You know, why wouldn't you capitalize on that? You know, you, you've got one unreal player leaving in one of the best 
most supported teams in the world and you've got one player who is rising, uh, one, of, one of the, if not the best young players in the second biggest, you know, being Real Madrid, that product's going to be incredible if he goes there. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. And on the NFT front as well, for next next year with um, them launching that through, you know, the League of Top Shot or through Dapper Labs, whatever they're going to call it, um, that'd be huge for that market as well. Imagine the, uh, Mbappe's first NFT, first official licensed NFT moment. Like, that's going to go crazy. Um, and he, Imagine it was a signature. Me, hey? Imagine that's it was I mean. a signature. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. He hasn't, he still doesn't have an auto, does he? I haven't seen one. I haven't seen one either. So imagine like his first Real Madrid auto, like that, that'd be huge. Just his first auto in general. And it's in a Real Madrid kit. Like, it's, yeah, that that's definitely another massive opportunity because he's arguably like one of the hottest um, in cards in, in soccer, in the soccer market. Sure. Sure. Is. What that would, what that would do for the Chronicles product is going to be crazy. Like the breakers out there are going to have an absolute field day when they, <laughs> they pick up the, the La Liga mini box and they pick up the, the EPL mini box. Even if they do La Liga, um, La Liga mosaic again. Yeah. That too. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Could they even do, if, if he goes, this is, this is a, you know, an <laughs> idea here. If he goes to La Liga, do they do La Liga prism next year? Ooh, interesting. It's interesting you do it to one player. Like, they didn't do it with Messi. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. But this is a player that has so, like, he's had such a big boom in the market. And, like, well, if you think about it in America, like, who, who are the players that people know? Ronaldo, Messi, and I'd probably say Mbappe and Haaland. So, if you're Panini, you're thinking, this is, you know, it's his first Real Madrid card. Do we print Prism this year? Especially now with the uh, with the fanatics things, like they're gonna yeah. print whatever they can. They're gonna get <laughs> they print everything. <laughs> <laughs> they just make up a, 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 a name to make it happen. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do get what you mean. Like it's one, it's one player, I guess, but it's a, it's a player with such big significance. Yeah, and especially it's just in the any market. player. They wouldn't do it for Giroud, yeah. but Mbappe going to Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. Prism set it up because the Giroud's at um, at Milan. Hey man, he came in and scored twice. Come on. Yeah, he's he's, he's definitely done something. I, I I don't know. I think on one hand, Panini Mosaic uh, La Liga underperformed. Set it up underperformed as well. So mm. I feel like they may be a bit more cautious. But yeah, and Euro did okay, average as well. And I don't, I honestly don't think EPL Prism was that great either. But I think yeah. that's more to do with the the league and their rookies in this year than, than anything. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right, we'll move on to the Champions League. Uh, it's probably yeah. That's right. <laughs> love that. Love that song. Gives me the singing voice out. Goosebumps every single time. <laughs> oh, here we how go. Does, oh. How does uh, what are they feeling? Goosebumps Club Brute? When they, they oh, get into man. this, I don't when think it's goosebumps. When they start, <laughs> when they start a draw, I just, I just knew they were like, God damn it! Uh, I mean, the, they uh, interviewed the coach right after the draw, um, and obviously the guy here, he said like, Yeah, we're 
we're not in this group to just be in it. We're gonna try to collect as many points as possible. We're gonna be competitive. We're gonna be this and that. Obviously, that's what you want to say as manager. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they also realized that against Man City, PSG, and Leipzig, the chances of getting any results. Now that being said, last year they did put up a good performance, and that was against well, it wasn't against City and uh, PSG, but they were in the group with I think it was um, Lazio. I think they had Zenit. Uh, I cannot remember the third one, but yeah, I mean, go, going against two potential or two two of the teams that might end up winning it is yeah, it's it's gonna be exit Klubrugge unless they do something against Leipzig. Um, now that being said, I don't think Klubrugge did start a season off very well. They just lost or they got trashed six one in the com in the league uh, this weekend uh, against a team that is really really struggling. Um, so wow. again, it's it's. I would say it's not even close to the same team it was last season. Um, but yeah, I mean, all you need is some kind of luck. They also removed the home and away, uh, the the weight of the goals. So I don't think it plays in their in their favor either, because uh, they need to score more goals now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> they didn't they didn't look all too happy. Absolutely. And Lukey, for a brief, brief moment there, we were thinking that we were going to have Ronaldo versus Messi in this group playing playing <laughs> two games for, for a brief moment, but it didn't oh, eventuate. Yeah. But still, the the two, probably two favourites to win this tournament matched up against each other in this one group. What were your thoughts? Mm. Yeah, well, that, that would have been absolute scenes. I think, is, is that the first fixture as well? The City and um, PSG one? Uh, good question. Imagine I'll that's have the, a look. The first game, yeah, well, I'm talking. The first game of your Champions League campaign is City and PSG. Messi and Ronaldo, their new clubs facing off against each other. That's that's crazy. The but either way, like... There is Young Boys, Man United, and Sevilla, Salzburg. There you go. Oh, what? Yeah, oh, they're starting those... at... The fourteenth of September, uh, and those are the two early games. So that's those are the very first games on the first. Oh game right, day. okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at something else. That's all right. Um, but yeah, look, it's still two of the favorites to take out the tournament, still playing in the same group, which will be which will be interesting. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what Leipzig can do and how good um Sabozlai really really is, and we can see what he can show <laughs> as well um, against those big teams if he if he's at. You know, at the age he is right now, is he able to to compete against them? Uh, obviously, with the with the team he's got around him and Andre Silva as well. He's, he's one of your boys, isn't he, Vincent? Yeah. Um, what yep, he can yep. what he can do in that group. But are, are we doing predictions as well, or are we just talking about? Uh, we yeah, go for it. We'll do predictions yeah. uh, uh, for think, each group. Yeah, I think City and PSG oh. go through on this one easily. Yeah. It's, it's pretty simple with, with this group. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Who finishes top is the question. Oh God! I'd PSG. say PSG, yeah, just yeah. because of the league they play in, and they have—I mean, they can rotate players without breaking a sweat. I would say, yeah, City's well, tougher, tougher league, and and I mean, having to come in, Jesus is not like the one you want to bring in, or Mares. So I don't know. I, I would say just mm. PSG, just because. I did say overall before Messi even came in, I, I said it was PSG's time this season. So I, I've got them top in the group anyway. 
There you go. Okay. Group B, or sorry, me, uh, I probably would say, oh, fuck, it's so tough, man. It's so tough. I'll say I'll say it kind of sits where it is right now, Man City, Paris, okay. Leipzig, and Club Bruce. Yeah. Group B is probably, the, in my opinion, the most open group that, that there is. Anyone can probably scrape it through. You've got Atletico, Liverpool, Porto, and AC Milan. I agree. Um, looking at all the groups when this came out, this is probably what I'd say the most exciting group. Um, we saw what Porto did last season, um, you know, getting knocked out by Chelsea, but beating Juventus on the way to the on the way to in the knockout stages. Um, Atletico strong, Liverpool strong, Milan in their return to Champions League football. Um, I think this group is going to be Liverpool top, Milan second. Atletico and Porto. I reckon Milan go through. And talking about Atletico as well, they um, their game on the weekend, they got a bit of a gift to get a, a point out of that from the Virial keeper. So I forgot to mention it before, but yeah. And on that note, they're, they're not going through. <laughs> Bitter, just, because, just because of that goal. Just because of that. That's why. Just because of that. <laughs> I don't just. I don't. I don't like Atletico at all. I just the, the way they play and and stuff. So I'll, I'll from give, give. Yeah, Porto isn't that bad either. Yeah, let give yeah, it's a in Milan to me. Yeah, let let get rid of Atletico, uh, Jao Felix, or whatever. Uh, Liverpool, Milan. <laughs> and to be honest. M- the Champions League has not felt like, to me anyway, the Champions League without having Milan in it. It's uh, yeah. it, it's it just hasn't been the same, and, and seeing them there is great. Um, they're not going to go far in this tournament, but I do see them have the potential to get out. So yeah, I completely agree. Liverpool, Milan, Atletico, and I'd say Porto, Porto last. And uh, it's no good if we keep on agreeing, guys. By the way, let's uh, let's <laughs> shake things up a little let's, bit. Let's, yeah, I was about to say let's. Uh... You mentioned the most exciting group, Luke. Now, uh, we, yeah. we, we probably have the most exciting group because it's a group that Harlan's in. Group C, <laughs> we have Sporting Lisbon, Dortmund, Ajax, and Besiktas. I think Dortmund topped this one, Ajax second. Um, in terms of giving much about it, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this group as there is you know, a lot of eyes on Dortmund, um, especially from a car's perspective. This is going to be one that a lot of people are going to be watching um, it might be good for maybe some of the other teams as well in, in terms of their car prices, maybe some Ajax guys. You know, if people are watching Dortmund, they're playing Ajax, maybe people might pick up on a few there. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward, Dortmund Ajax for me. And then the other two are interchangeable. It's it. Yeah, I mean, Sporting is, is, an, is, an, is a good team. Uh, they are pretty strong. I, I watched them play last week. Uh, oh, really? They're really dumb. They're really dominant. Yeah, they 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 run all over you, man. They, they don't give you any space. Um, they have a lot of great talent on the bench as well, so they can bring in pretty talented guys as well. Uh, Ajax, yeah, Ajax is just Ajax. They're dominating Eredivisie. They also have Haller now, so they have a pretty good forward. They still have Tadic running around. Um, mm. I don't know. Um, I mean, we watched the Dortmund game, right, against Freiburg, and if they play like that, then any any team in this in this group can beat them. Um, but yeah, I have to go with uh, no, no. Let me do something different. Um, I'm going to go with Ajax and Sporting. Well, wow. <laughs> that's very different. Yeah, 
Jeez, yeah. big call. Yeah, they're going to finish third. Uh, look, uh, a lot of card collectors, because uh, I say card collectors and I say soccer fans, because I feel like at the moment, there's no disrespect, but I feel like there is a difference, um, are saying that this is going to be Dortmund's opportunity or Haaland's opportunity to uh, to rack up the goals in the Champions League. But I don't have that opinion. I actually think it's going to sit the exact way it's sitting there again. I think Sporting has the opportunity to finish first in that group. And, and you know, they're, they're, what do they come out? The, the third best league in the world, the, the Portuguese league? Is that, is that what it came out by FIFA? Did you jump, that, the, did you jump up to Fourth three. or fourth? Maybe fourth. fourth? Yeah, fourth. I think fourth. so. Yeah. Hey, that's 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 nothing to sneeze at, and and uh, I agree that I think they're they're a great side. I reckon Dortmund's a rabble, but I do think that they have enough to maybe just get past Ajax and Besiktas. Uh, Besiktas. Um, <laughs> Group D: Internazionale, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Sheriff. I don't know anything about Sheriff. I, I didn't say, even know Sheriff? that that was their logo. Where are they from? <laughs> keep it the way it is. I would say keep it the way it is. Uh, Inter over uh, Real? That means uh, Mold- Moldavia. Mold- Mold- yeah, I'm not sure I've seen it in English. Surely that's through, through the playoffs. Um, No, they qualified. So they beat Red Star Belgrade. They beat Dinamo Zagreb twice. Oh, no. Wow, they, beat them, they beat them once and then they drew the last game. So they beat Red Star wow. and they beat Zagreb. It's impressive. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's um, that's pretty good. For me, that that Inter Madrid clash, or the the two clashes they're going to have, are going to be big games. I reckon they're going to be really interesting. Um, Inter's come out started pretty well, um, considering the the players that they've lost. Um, and Madrid, I think they've got two, what two, three? Well, they won last week and they won this week. Did they win the first game? I can't remember now. Uh, I don't know. So they started started the season season pretty well. Are we going to see some Vinicius magic again? Or is Carbaraz is going to go crazy? Yeah. Maybe. So they won the first game, drew the second, yeah. and now they won again. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. That I, that clash for me is going to be going to be a big one. Um. But yeah, I think the group stays as it is as it is there. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting because you you think of Inter and last season. They had a much better side, and they had Antonio Conte as well, and finished last in their group, I believe. Yeah. And we're saying that you know Hakim is left, Lukaku's left, uh, Conte's left, and they to finish top of the group is a is a huge improvement. But you know they've got Eden Dzeko now. You know they've got Sensi who's back from injury. They picked up uh, Dumfries as well on the right hand side, right back. Um, and the, their performances. Uh, excellent. Whether they can maintain those performances all season, I don't know. But it's an attractive flair that they have with Korea as well, and then October Martinez. So, yeah, I, you know what? I probably agree. I'd that's the first agree. game as well in that group, Interreal. Is it? Oh, nice. Yes. Definitely. Where is it? Is it San Siro? Yeah, at Inter. Have you? That's it. If, if you get the first game. Have you been to San Siro before, Dan? Yes. Yeah. How Twice. Was it? Good. Twice. Uh, 
No, I didn't do the tour. It was oh, okay. it, it's an unbelievable stadium. The way that it's built is incredible. It's it's yeah. It's pretty much like that. So you can see from from anywhere. It doesn't doesn't go out like that like a traditional stadium. Incredible. Yeah. It does need a lot of work, and that's why they're looking to I move heard, from it because I they were going to knock it down at one stage. They probably need to, in all honesty. Like it's so old. Like what they need to do to that stadium is, is crazy. But the atmosphere. I watched. Um, now you, you got me all emotional now, but I watched. Yeah. I watched. <laughs> I watched. I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched Juventus uh, draw two all with Inter Milan. The goal scorers were Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Zalayeta, and um, Del Piero was on the pitch. Pavan Edward was on the pitch. Uh, Turam, I believe, was playing as well. On the other side, Christian Vieri scored and Adriano scored as well. Um, so, right. oh, that that was a a amazing match probably probably the best match i've ever seen in my life live um i've also seen you know other games there but i think it was inter versus verona and and other games but that that's a game that will stick with me forever because you had all those players at at their at their prime yeah for sure um but incredible incredible scenes group e bayern munich barcelona benfica dynamo or dynamo kiev I think that it stays like that. What do you guys think? Um, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, to give it a bit more, you're going to stay as well? Yeah, I was about to say give me Benfica over Barca. Um, oh, well, okay. Um, giving a lot of love to the Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do have, they do have very good players. I mean, <laughs> um, but, but that Benfica side, their defense, yeah, they still have Fertonga. Um, but they have Bidzi, Nunes, Everton, Grimaldo. I mean, they, they have they have good players. They have good players. Um, yeah, no, they just stay the same. But, uh, but uh, I think Benfica is going to cause some trouble. Good. Exciting. I love it when these, these teams cause trouble. Another team I think will cause trouble is Atalanta. And in the yeah. Champions League return of Manchester United, Ronaldo comes in in Group F with Manchester United, Atalanta, Villarreal, and Young Boys. What are our thoughts of this group? Um, I reckon it's going to be United, Atalanta, Villarreal, Young Boys, but Villarreal is going to be in there. They're going to be in there. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if it's my heart or or <laughs> my head, but I really think that Atalanta's got the opportunity to make it out of this group, but they're going to battle it out hard with Villarreal. And yeah. they have the opportunity to shake it up against Manchester United over in Italy. Um, but, yeah, they, they play in a, a, a counter-attacking game. And just seeing what, you know, uh, the way... Man United weren't able to defend it all that well against against Wolves um, on the weekend. It kind of gives me hope for Atalanta, but yeah, not sure. Not sure. It's going to be a difficult one, but yeah, I, I think that Man United, Atalanta, Villarreal, Young Boys, you guys agree? Yep. Yep. Next one, Group G, we have Lille, Sevilla, Salzburg, Wolfsburg, probably one of the most underwhelming groups in this, uh, in this Champions League draw. What are your thoughts? I reckon 
Wolfsburg is going to be an interesting one, uh, partially because um, I want to see Baku play on the on the European stage. Um, it, it'd be a good group. It'd be like one of the easier groups to, to come out of, which is which would be good for him, um, and good to get some eyes on him and people people having a look at how how he plays. Um, and an interesting thing it was interesting his result the result in the weekend as well beating um, beating Leipzig. Um, wow. In terms of a prediction. I don't want to be biased to say Wolfsburg's top. I'm going to say... Oh, but then Lil's... No, actually, no, not Lil. I'm going to say Sevilla top it, Wolfsburg, Lil, Salzburg. Um, I think Sevilla is going to top it. Lil second, Salzburg, Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg last. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is such a difficult group because at the end of the day they all they can maybe Sevilla is the the one that is probably going to do it but they all have that mentality of oh we can we can beat basically anyone in this group yeah. so I think it comes down comes down to details and again without the away goal advantage anything is possible man I mean anything can happen in this one so I don't know I'm gonna take the uh, winners of last season's league uh, uh, second. Very good. I don't actually. Oh, here we go. We've got a uh, a selection here. Thomas B. Wolfsburg, Salzburg for sure to get out of this group. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't uh, know much about any of these. I've not really watched any of these teams play. So I'm going to go with you, Tom. Let's go Wolfsburg first, just to be different, <laughs> and uh, and Salzburg second. We'll go with that. Group page. I think it does sit like this: Chelsea, Juve, Zenit, and Malmo, which is. Uh, if you don't know, that was um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic's first club. Uh, I think that's the way it will see it. What do you guys think? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree too. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Chelsea. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. I want to finish this off card-related because we're an hour and a half in, so we don't have a huge amount of time left. But I do want to hear your plays. This can be you know, a bit of a merge of our player plays and our plays in the hobby you guys take it whatever way you want to. And uh, if you want me to bring something up, let me know. Yeah, cool. You go first, Vincent. I'll talk about if the you... question. I'll answer it too. That's my play. The question we had from... Uh, did, did you have the picture? The question? Sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, yes. Sorry, I forgot all about that. Yeah, you're right. That <laughs> <laughs> that's, why we, that's why we do meetings beforehand because we have There we go. Um, there we go. Did, yeah, you did can you read, want to read it. Or do you want me to read it? I'll read yeah, it for the, um, for the podcast uh, listeners. Hello from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I don't know what the name of this person was, but hello to you. Um, I have a quick question that I thought you guys might be able to help with as I watch you on YouTube. The 2018 Mbappe Panini World Cup sticker has an Italy and Brazil place of manufacture on them and i was wondering which would you suggest italy or brazil and also another question being uh 2017-18s of his uh we're talking about mbappe here would you suggest his french kit or psg kit i appreciate your time and enjoy your videos on youtube thank you have a great one thank you thanks for the feedback appreciate it so with the 2018 Penny World Cup stickers, there's actually two different varieties in backs, and you have the gold one. Uh, so let's start off with the black one. It's the most common tw- most common one. That this one is released in countries like Denmark, 
France, Germany, Italy, Mexico, but also in uh, the UK and the USA. That's why the most <laughs> are the most common. It's also the, the countries that collect the most. Um, so uh, this one has a population in the PSA 10 of 399. Um, and you will understand why it's so common in a second. The second one is the pingback. Those were released in countries like Argentina, Belgium, uh, Croatia, Cyprus, the Czech Republic, Greece, uh, Malta. So not really uh, collecting countries. So didn't really care about these. Um, that's why they are the second. That's also the um, non-international one. The black ones are called the international ones. This is the non-international one. Um, and, and they have a population of only 56. Well, uh, and then you have the... That, sorry? Is that total or PSA 10? PSA 10 only. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you have the gold ones. Uh, those look the most, the more prestige ones. These are the Swiss edition. Uh, they were also released in an album uh, of 694 stickers, which is 12 more than the international one and 24 more than non-international one. So explains why they're also more scarce. Uh, and this has a population of 37, 37 wow. PSA tens. So. Um, when I just got mine graded, <laughs> that was a ping back. There were only 10, not this 56. Um, so, it, it, I mean, it goes out pretty fast. So my play would be still the ping backs. Um, people start to understand scarcity more and the backs do really matter. As you see, as you look at the uh, 1970s set, uh, the Mexico one, you have different variety of backs. Uh, you have the uh, the green one, the black one, you have a, a Bisfilada one. Um, so the backs really matter. Uh, so I would go for the pink backs in this one as the black backs will become the most common one. And the golds are probably way up there in price. So there you go. There's the gold one. And and we're preferring the PSG, sorry, the, uh, the uh, French kit as opposed to the PSG kit? Uh, I, would, I would say so. I would say, I'd so say you go, you go. Sorry. No, no, oh, I was about to say there's just he has three different um kits as well. He still has stuff in his Monaco kit, then you have PSG and you have uh France. Mm. I, I, I think it's easy, it's either France or Monaco. Um now obviously 2017 Tops Chrome is a huge release, uh, also for Mbappé, uh, but he is there in his uh PSG kits. Uh <laughs> so uh I, I would still, if I had to choose, I would I would always go for Monaco or France, uh, unless it's 2017 Top Scrum. I, I agree. To, I agree totally with that. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to add. I, was, I agree totally. 2017 Top Scrum uh, being one of the only cards from that uh, year for him. Um, and then you can look at the 2018. So if you're not worried about first year, like you can look at Optic where he's got both um, a card in his France kit and a PSG. Um, and then you got World Cup Prism that year as well. If you want, if you want one of those, but yeah, it's good to hear that. Um, the pink backs are a, low, a, a shorter print from the looks of it because I actually have one, so happy there to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I could have I could have picked up one like a whole lot of them recently, and I'm pretty I'm spewing hearing Vincent talk about it, but anyway, that's oh, okay. Really? Um, <laughs> Luke, what are your thoughts on the hobby? Have you have you picked one out? Have you had a bit of a think? 
<laughs> I'm just gonna give I'm gonna give a player that I've been buying a few of. Um, he's actually he's former line. He scored on the weekend. That's why I mentioned it before. But it's uh, Rafael Leao, who is a Portuguese uh, midfielder slash forward. He was subject to a fair bit of transfer rumors um, over the off season. Actually, while I'm talking, do you want to get up um, the Pitch Kings and the rookie ticket? If you can, oh, sorry, he's already on it. Look at him. I'm on it, mate. Don't you worry. I've got the rookie good. ticket. Yeah, so he was, he was subject to a fair bit of transfer rumors um, over the summer, but Milan were very keen on keeping him there. They, they believe in his talent. Uh, I think with Milan coming back into the Champions League this season, um, he's, he's a, he has a lot of flair. Um, a lot of flair. Uh, and he's a player who can who can really. I think he's he's a player I enjoy watching, and if I enjoy watching them from an attacking sense, I feel like a lot of people a lot of people will. Um, quick as well, um, just quick quick and flair really. And I think you know, in terms of like a short short term flip or something like that, the pitching is a really good looking card as well. Um, in terms of a quick flip, he might be he might be an opportunity. Um, of course, do your own research, um, and. As as we always as we always say on here, but yeah, there's gonna be a, yeah a lot of wise on Milan back in the Champions League, and I feel like he's a player who could you can um, really take it to the next level this season as well. Good stuff. I like it when we we're, we're talking undercover. My my player is actually a uh, now a Milan player as well. He's uh, Pietro Pellegri. And I have not been picking up any cards. I've just been picking up his so rare cards um, as much as I can uh, in the Monaco kit. That wouldn't be his rookie. His rookie would be the Genoa, the Genoa kit. Um, yeah. And he's he got incredibly, incredibly injured uh, during his time in um, in Monaco. So he hasn't really had the opportunity to have a few runs on the board and, and you know show his talents, um, but. He is probably the youngest player in Serie A, I think, to score a goal when he actually did it um, for Genoa, and it was an absolute cracker. I watched him a lot. Um, he's got a physical presence. He's still very young, um, and he's just securing his move to Milan, uh, who are you know, looking for, for a good partner alongside, um, alongside uh, Giroud and, and having him as, as another option. Uh, with Liao as well, they they do have a an interesting partnership up forward to to see how they go. And Diaz. I don't think, yeah, they got Diaz as well, just behind them. So I, I think that they they've got an opportunity to to make some plays slowly. I think that um, their their issues last season was they they would just blow things up and then rebuild every single year, and and they haven't done that since they decided to keep hold of uh, oh, what's the coach's name? You're killing me right now, but. Um, yeah, anyway, they, they kept hold of their coach and, and they, they decided to, to keep going that way as opposed to change him out. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I think that could be could be a good play, very cheap play as well. I think, I think we're talking cheap yeah. plays these days and we'll go from there. Yeah, always cheap Anything play. else? Anything else you guys want to add that's an error 40? Um, any last thoughts of, uh, you know, this, this whirlwind week? No, nothing left no, to say. No, really. I'm good. Done. Good stuff, guys. Thank you for joining us another week of uh, Soccer Card Collective. We'll see you next week. Catch us on the socials, double coverage media on podcast form and in video. Catch you next week. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soccer Card Collective on the Double Coverage Media Network. 
If you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell icon to know when we go live. Also, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasting app. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. Peace.